I'm Jo Chan Yan. And I'm Donna He, and we are two brand designers who met on Instagram and now we are great friends. We can't get enough about nurturing your brand and your mindset when it comes to building a conscious, vision led business. We love honest conversations and digging deep into the things that contribute to your path in making a positive impact in the world. Hello and welcome to the Brand Journey Podcast. All right, today's topic is on expectations, and it's really the expectations that we put on ourselves when we're running a business. Over the last five years of running my own business, the times that I felt really stressed was when I was really putting very high expectations upon myself and the results that I wanted to see, or maybe the speed at which I wanted to get things done. It made me feel very overwhelmed, kind of feeling like I was always paddling my feet like a little duck and trying to swim really (laughs) quickly, but not really getting anywhere. And I wanted to talk about this because I feel like it's one of those topics that everyone running a business can resonate with. The main things that we wanted to touch on in this episode is just around How do we actually recognize that we're holding ourselves to very high expectations? That's probably not really doing ourselves any service when it comes to our business. And what are some of the things that we can actually do to release that expectation and to make things a little bit more easeful when we're running our businesses? Donahue, I'm interested to know, has there been a time, maybe in the last six months, let's just do a recent scan that (laughs) maybe you've had an expectation that you've held for yourself and it just caused you a little bit of distress or unease when it came to moving through the task or the project. That's so funny we're talking about this today because (laughs) I just left a message to my coach saying how there's been things that we've been working on and I get frustrated at myself for not getting through them quicker, especially when it's something that I wanted to do for a long time because I wanted to get it done and I wasn't getting to it that I hired her to help me Mm. and I'm still struggling to getting it done. (laughs) One of them is working on my lead magnet and figuring out email sequences and Also expanding on the freebie that I have, Mm. I I need to do some videos and stuff like that, turn it into a mini training and all of that. So there's all these ideas and plans that we have come up with. I guess right now I'm at a point where there's client work that I need to get through and there's a lot of moving pieces happening and things that are kind of stacking. Like what I did last week was... I went through all of my projects and I scheduled them out so I can see where things will land, but also so that I can see where I can take that time, whether it's taking time off or working on other things. Mm. Because what happens is when I get overwhelmed and frustrated at me not reaching those goals that I want to reach, things feel really complex. So my immediate go-to is to figure out how I can simplify my schedule. Sometimes that means accepting that I can't move as fast as I want to, 
just because I'm not able to move as fast doesn't mean that I'm not moving forward yeah. or that I'm not trying. I have to like give myself a pep talk about that. But there's only so much you can do. I remember you saying this, our expectations come from those hefty goals that we set for ourselves mm-hmm. that we don't think realistically how long they will actually take to complete. Yeah, I think I am really similar to you in in terms of what I do when I feel like I'm not getting anywhere and I recognize that I've set really high goals for myself. And I think it's because we're tracking our goals on a weekly, if not daily basis. So you're a lot more aware of how quickly or slowly you're moving through things. And as a coach, I see this so often in my clients as well. They will come to me with a really exciting vision for what they want to create in the next few years. And mm. there's actually so many pieces to putting that vision together. So much. So yeah. many. And every tiny piece can take you maybe four times or five times the amount of time that you initially expected or that you're actually delegating to the task. Part of it is breaking it down, but also being very realistic about whether that is actually doable in the amount of time. And even though we're working with a coach or a designer or someone that's going to support us in our services, whether we're hiring someone, the first initial part can still feel like we're trudging through mud in a way. Mm. But I think a lot of that progress, it's not so obvious to us in those moments. They're like small little wins, right? Yeah, they're such tiny wins. It might be like building copy for a website. So your your aim might be to launch a new website or to launch a new brand, but the copy part might actually be something that you have to chip away at for a long time. For me, I've always noticed that the first initial phase of me jumping headfirst into a project with so much excitement, I get this like real rush to do a lot of things. <laughs> I'll probably put more energy and time to doing that task just because I'm excited and it's exactly the thing that feels really aligned that is going to help us sort of move through the task initially and we'll probably see some little changes in uh, maybe our mindset or our daily habits as a result of the energy that we're putting into our task with bigger projects you go through this part where the novelty runs out and you end up having to just work through a lot of the the stuff that isn't fun. It's unpicking all of the things that maybe you realize aren't actually working and actually releasing a lot of those mindsets. And that stuff is, it's not visible. Yeah. If these are long projects, right? Yes. Longer phases of ups and downs and mm. there's periods of time where it's you're really excited about it and then you're like, okay, when is this going to end? Mm. One of my recent things around having a very high expectation is I have so many because I think I set lots of high expectations for myself. (laughs) But one that comes to mind is hiring someone. That in itself can create this expectation that everything's going to run smoothly once you hire someone, that they're going to solve all the issues. Right, yeah. We're looking for the reward we kind of forget that our steps that we're taking will eventually add up to like this really big thing. Mm -hmm. We have to keep that in mind. 
One thing that I'm thinking about and being gentle with myself because I feel like everyone else is judging me when that's not really true. Like nobody's judging me. I'm the only one doing that. The goals I set for myself, I set those for me. Nobody's waiting for me. I don't have to check in with anyone. It's freaking okay to take two days off and not feel guilty about it, you know? So I have to keep telling myself that every single time. It doesn't mean that I I failed. It doesn't mean that I'm falling short in my business or anything like that. I'm still moving forward towards that vision that I have. Moving forward doesn't always mean doing it all, right? Like moving forward also means taking care of yourself. and, And it's totally fine to do that. So this is, I say this. But I'm saying this to myself because <laughs> this is the I conversation I have, I have with myself. <laughs> I had this conversation this morning. <laughs> it's like a daily conversation. That's so true, right? Because I think when we are setting expectations, we can recognize these expectations as daily expectations that we put upon ourselves to be at our ultimate best. And sometimes that's just not going to be possible based on our lifestyle and what's going on at that moment, how we feel, the energy, the season, all of those things can influence what we do and what we're actually able to create in that day. There's the daily expectations and then there's the expectations on like the big things. Mm-hmm. Endurance. If you burn out, you just can't mm-hmm. keep going and then everything just falls to the ground. Yeah. I think it's good to set high expectations because it pushes us forward mm-hmm. and it challenges us. Mm-hmm. But being aware of how we're going about it and how as much as I love my business, I don't want my business to take over my life. And I can Mm. see that happening easily because I enjoy it and I love being in it. About a year ago, I really came face to face with like the mindset behind me Mm -hmm. setting really high expectations for myself. And usually it doesn't present itself to me this way. Usually it's low level stress or me feeling a little bit overwhelmed, but this completely kind of shook my confidence a lot. Wow. I had such a big goal that I put in place for myself. So the goal initially was for me to make a 10K month. And this was like at the start of last year. So with the pandemic and everything, everything was shifting. There was so much uncertainty. You chose like the best time to... Just for a 10K to put month. that on myself, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, right, I'm gonna do it this this year. This is a great year to try this out, um, and it just put so much pressure on myself to try and like you know bang it out in six months. And it was also because I was working with my coach at the time, and so part of that was to set these really high standards for ourselves in our business. I actually got to that 10k month after about four months of setting that goal. That was an example of when it went the right way. But there's a caveat to this. Once I (laughs) hit that goal, I put even more expectation on myself to keep that going. And my mindset was not ready for it at all. It was just a rebellion against more goals. That was what was happening inside my head. Everything I was feeding back to me 
myself once I had hit that goal was like, you're never going to hit it again. This was a fluke. This was an accident. Talking yourself out of it. (laughs) Talking myself out of it. And it was consuming my thoughts so much. I noticed how much I was thinking about this because every time I was working on something, it would be kind of like in the back of my mind, like, oh, this invoice that you're doing, you could put it into September or December so that you don't have to hit another 10 came up. I was actually talking myself out of the possibility of being able to hit the goal again. Mm -hmm. And I think what happened there was that I reached the goal and then I became so attached to that expectation and attached to that goal that if I didn't hit it, it would mean that I wasn't of value. I was using it as a test to see if I was worthy. And that was a really interesting insight that I guess I hadn't really come across that in the past. It has Mm -hmm. in smaller sort of aspects where maybe I was pitching to a client that I really wanted to work with. So you put so much attachment to the outcome of whether they say yes or no, that you kind of lose sight of the bigger picture. You become so focused on trying to control or manipulate a particular outcome. Yeah, it was really interesting to see this play out. And I think it had to play out in order for me to release a lot of the mindset and just become aware of when I was over-attaching to a goal or an outcome. So knowing what you know now, how would you set that same goal without having that affect you in that same way? You can definitely recognize when you're over-attaching to something and that it consumes your thoughts and that you want to micromanage the goal and you're checking in to see whether you're hitting it again or you're doing it right and it becomes less about you getting to that bigger vision and it feels almost very contractive in its energy. So I think recognizing when it's actually happening is a big thing. Knowing the difference between when you need to put a little bit of space around it and let things fall as they're meant to. My spiritual coach calls this allowing things to go, to move through the path of least resistance. And I really love this Mm, metaphor because it makes so much sense. It's like I can definitely see that when I was over attaching any time in my life to a goal and having really high expectations, I was actually making the energy flow in a particular way. In my head, I was like, the only way for me to get to this outcome is if the energy flows in this particular order. If people say yes to this and this and this, but not to that. I was trying to really control things. You're like controlling the way that it needed to happen. Yes. Yeah. The path of least resistance is for it to kind of stagnate and go the opposite way. Away from you. And that was kind of how I was approaching this particular expectation of me needing to earn another 10k month I was holding on to it so tightly that the only way for that to unfold was for me not to have that again (laughs) you know that makes me think if you had like a boyfriend or a girlfriend and you like smother them so much that they're like I'm done I can't do this anymore (laughs) like you gotta leave me alone I need my space Yeah. You know, and you just get so attached. Yeah. And it's because you're putting that outcome 
on a really high pedestal. Yeah. So, And you're afraid that it's not going to work out. To try and get them to notice you. You try and say the right thing. You wear <laughs> with money and with clients, with work. A lot of the things that I've been doing recently has been around the mindset of releasing those expectations when I see that I'm clinging onto them or becoming too attached. And usually I see that because I will tend to favor that particular goal over everything else and it becomes the thing that is super important in my life I know that that's when I've overattached to it I see this with clients where I might really want to work with one person versus wanting to work with someone else and so when there's an imbalance I know that that's a good point for me to start re-establishing that sense of flow again yeah, well, those are really good examples. For me, it all comes down to things that I want to establish in my mm-hmm. business that I don't have in place. Only because mm-hmm. I feel like there are things that, oh, to me, are so not something that I want to tackle. <laughs> you know, it's the opposite, where it's what I hold tightly is my role in it mm-hmm. rather than the actual thing. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is, If I feel like I'm not getting through it, then I start thinking that I'm not good enough Mm. at this. Mm. Because if I was more ambitious, then I would go for it, Mm. you know. Yeah, yeah. A way that we can actually distance ourselves from feeling the pressure of those expectations is to be very conscious about what is working and all the steps that we are taking because sometimes it's really hard to acknowledge all the good work that we're doing and yeah yeah I think we don't celebrate that nearly enough we feel like we're just these little machines that keep churning out work (laughs) congratulate ourselves for a good day of work we're very focused instead on what we haven't done rather than all the things we are doing a hundred percent yeah so we thought it would be really fun to read somebody's review and we picked a random one so here we go this is from yari arenas um it's called so deeply relatable really enjoying donahy and joe's take on carving out their own brand journey As a solopreneur working alone more than not, it's so encouraging to hear conversations not only about building your creative business, but doing so in a way that is truly our own. That builds on our values and aligns with our energy levels. I feel a little lighter after listening to this podcast, like I have two new friends to share the journey with. Can't wait to hear more conversations with these amazing humans. Yay! (laughs) Thank you, Yadi. So nice. Thank you. Um, Thank you so much, Yanni, for that beautiful review. Yes, and thank you to everyone who's left a review, whether in the US, Australia, and all over the world. We really, really appreciate your thoughts on the podcast, and it just warms our heart. We feel so grateful for everyone who's listened to it and downloaded it. So thank you, Yadi, and everyone else for um, leaving a review. If you loved this episode and got some valuable insight from it, make sure you hit the subscribe button and follow us over on Instagram at The Brand Journey. 
keep up to date with our newest episodes. And you know what would be absolutely amazing? If you left us a review so we can support more business owners like you on their journey for crafting a conscious and visionary brand. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time.